0: and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you.
1: Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting experts' straight talk in your ear. These podcasts deliver great interviews with industry leaders and Zweig Group's three decades of invaluable research, leadership, management, marketing, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop personally and professionally, wherever you are.
0: Hey folks and welcome to another edition of the Zweig Letter podcast. I'm your host Randy Wilburn and I am here with none other than our own fearless leader, chairman of Zweig Group, Mark Zweig. Mark is uh it's so good to be back with you on another episode of the Zweig Letter podcast. It's been it's been too long. It might have been a maybe a month or so since we have last had you on the show, but uh, we're we're so glad that that you've taken time and and we've been able to to kind of Find some time in your schedule to to talk about some of the things that are, are are kind of boiling up right now and and that that we're dealing with. And this particular issue that uh, that we're going to talk about today is is from a recent article in the Zweig letter that you wrote called Building Trust with Your Employees. Uh, it was from the March 19th ep- ep- issue of the Zweig letter podcast. We will uh, link to that in our show notes. But you you said finding and keeping good people is the number one problem AEC firms have today. And it will get worse if any of the predictions are true about the demand for talent and the lack of supply. What, what do you have to say about that? What, is, what are your thoughts
2: well, it's it's so essential. Uh, you know, It's it, everybody's got choices. There are tons of job opportunities for people today. They can go a lot of different places. And if you want to be able to keep good people, they're going to have to trust you and feel like they're being well taken care of, uh, for lack of a, any better way to describe it. Right. Um, you know, that you're looking out for their interests, that you're... A responsible person that you care about them. Um, all this is is essential, and um, so you've got to have trust with those employees. Um, and it, you know, or they're going to eventually seek other opportunities. Okay, and you can't afford that. Yeah yeah you, know, you just can't afford it
0: yeah i honestly believe that the design industry is headed for a major major issue when you look at the just the the lack of graduates in the architectural field and in the engineering field and and you know firms are not going to be able to be as selective as they've been in the past you know
2: I, I tell you i I just had this discussion um last week with my students um you know, I teach entrepreneurship at the Sam Walton College of Business. Mm-hmm. And I said, you, you know, and, and they always act, they they sort of gloss over this whole idea that you'll be able to hire whomever you want in your <laughs> business planning uh, projects. That, you know, we just hire labor, it's cheap. It, what, I go, this is a huge problem. And and then you see all the, the stuff in the textbooks, it's all geared to how are we going to keep bad people out? Like right. the company is the is the gatekeeper, and we decide who is in and who isn't, it's like, guys, you got to have a totally different attitude today. You, you're going to have to be selling hard to get qualified people even to talk to. Yeah. And uh, it, it the whole orientation is wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, companies yeah. got to work a lot harder to have good
0: people today. It, it's
2: not like there's just this great workforce out there all dying to find a job.
0: Yeah. And yeah. you can
2: And you can decide who you want.
0: Yeah, it, it and it's and I and I think the mindset like you said the posture of firms and the especially in the design industry is always well what can you do for us? And that yeah. that's the wrong question. The right question is what can we do for you? Here's what, what what XYZ Engineering or ABC Architecture can do for you in the future and we we feel like there's a place for you here and this is how you'll grow and this is how you'll become better at what you do. You know. Exactly. Yeah, and and firms don't take that posture. Their posture is hey, how you know, how can you help us? Yeah, it's <laughs> so, so wrong. Yeah,
2: it's, it's so warped.
0: Yeah. So, um, so now you mentioned there were a couple of things that you you highlighted. And I I just want to kind of go through them one one by one. But you said one of the things that you need to do, especially with your current employees, is to build trust. And so you said to get to know one another. What 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 um what are some of the the, the best practices in that area of, of of really getting to know one another so that you're not you and your employees, you being the leader and your employees are not two ships crossing in the night.
2: Yeah. No, one's going to trust you if they don't know you. So you've got to spend time with people.
0: Yeah. Um, you
2: know, it's, uh, it, it, who you spend time with is, is who you think is important.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so
2: that means you got to go to lunch with people. You got to sit down and talk with them. You got to go visit them at their office. Yep. Um, you know, certainly some of the social gatherings for the company. Those can be important. There are a lot of ways to do it, but you've got to be um, someone who who gets out there and gets to know people. Yeah. You can't just sit in your office and and be the the Lord and master who – who rules from afar yeah and it's just it's not good if you got a multi-office operation you got to go see those people
0: yeah and and I'm glad you brought that up because I know you've been a big fan of kind of management by walking around and and you've always talked about that and and the idea of getting out of your your corner office to go see people. Um what advice would you give to um individuals that have like uh, a number of employees working in remote settings, not necessarily a remote office where you would go and visit 10 or 12 people, but you know, for instance, we we just met with a client yesterday in in uh in the Oklahoma area where they actually just recently put a person in Phoenix. Yeah. and it's somebody that used to work for them in, a, in another office and now they're working in Phoenix and in a remote work location sure now they ultimately hoped that office will grow but if you were the leader of that organization how would you manage that particular individual that's in that situation
2: it's hard I mean you know you can't just always go see people when you're not getting paid to do so right But uh, of course, it's best if you can work on jobs across uh, company lines. Yeah. That's the best way to really get to know people. But you got to call them, you got to talk with them. Yeah. Uh, You know, if nothing else, you got to talk to them on the phone.
0: Yeah, I thought it was genius that this company even brought this person in for a day training. We we did a, de- a one-day project management mm-hmm. training with them, and they brought this person in from Phoenix. They brought two other people in from Manhattan, Kansas. I mean, I thought that was kind of cool sure. that they had the foresight to do that. Yeah, that's a good thing, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. You so. got to bring them back to the main office, just like you have to go see them.
0: Exactly. And I know that's always been big for you. I know even here at Zweig Group, it's always been important for people to understand the culture of the company, and it all emanates from one place and goes out from there and even when we were based in in boston we used to bring our folks from san francisco over people that we had out in kansas city people that we had in dc we brought everybody into the fold and spent time with them yeah which is really yeah it is costly but it's worth it i know because i i always felt like i knew everybody in the company yeah There was, there was, you know, and I had friends and I still have friends to this day because of those relationships that we built up.
2: That's your nature though, but yeah. Yeah. um,
0: but, But that's okay. I mean. Yeah. I mean,
2: I think it's important. I yeah, really do.
0: It is. It definitely is. So um how about including them in the business planning process? I know that a lot of firms are keep everything close to the vest. They don't like to share too much information because they don't want a mutiny on their hands. Um uh, but 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 your advice has always been from an, an open book management pro um. Uh, mindset. And, and the idea that if you get your people to buy into what you're doing from a leadership perspective, you'll have a much smoother process. But, but I mean, what, what is your, what, what are your thoughts there on that?
2: I I mean, sure. The more people you can involve, the more they feel like they know what's going on and there's no hidden agendas and there's no, uh, you know, uh, stuff that, uh, that they don't understand. I mean, they get some context, yeah for why the company is doing what it's doing and uh, it's very important i think to uh, to do that okay okay um, so bring them all, all together get everybody's input uh it's crucial
0: stuff and then once you get that plan put together share that with everybody so that everybody's in cl- and clear and understands what you know what what we're going what we're doing next as an organization
2: yeah i mean give it to every new em- uh, employee as well right Right, uh, so they understand stuff. it. Sure,
0: yeah, and then you, you know, also said that you know keeping keeping them informed about the financial condition of the business is always been uh, an important part for you, and that's all I've ever known is op- open book management. And what what percentage of firms would you say in the design industry practice open book management? If you had to guess,
2: true open book management. Gosh, I'd say probably less than ten percent.
0: Really, yeah. really,
2: yeah. Wow, they're still coming. I tell you, I, recently we were at a company where the owners don't even get all the financials. <laughs> the owners don't. I,
0: how does that work? <laughs> they just don't give it to them. Really?
2: Yeah. I, it's, it's mind-boggling.
0: So, so that, that, that gives a whole new meaning on need to know, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it. I really don't. It, people it, it, Studies have shown over and over, if you don't tell your people how you're doing... And you're not doing well, they think you're doing worse than you are. Or you're stealing
0: from them. Yeah.
2: Or if you're doing really well, then they think <laughs> you're, you're making so much money, it's insane. And they right. total gross uh, you know, uh, misconceptions about how much money you're making. Share it. Explain it. Train people in the business. Yeah. Get them tuned into the metrics. Uh, the more people know, the better off they're going to be. Better off wow. you're going to be.
0: What is the number when you do go into firms and you suggest this whole idea of really open book management? What is the number one rebuke that you get in reference to that? They won't understand it. Okay, okay, that's yeah. it. They won't understand it,
2: or they'll they'll think we're you know we're doing too well or whatever. They'll think they deserve more, or or they say, well, you know, I don't want to tell everybody what everybody else makes. Well, I didn't say say that, right? That's the other one. They they automatically assume that means everyone knows what everyone
0: earns. Right, right. Not saying that. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't. We've never operated that way, but we still know what's going on and how well we're doing. Of course. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean that that's. I think that's that's something big that that folks need to keep in mind, uh, especially with getting your business plan together and sharing that information out with as many people as possible, and and then certainly. Um, you know, if you can operate from an open book management perspective, or, or want want some ideas about how. To go about introducing that into your firm, uh, you can certainly reach out and, and, and reach out to Mark. I'm sure he would be more than happy to give you some ideas. And sure. I mean, he's written a number of articles uh, in the Zweig Letter about that. And so, uh, as you subscribe to the Zweig Letter, which is a gift that we're going to give you at the end of this episode, um, you can you can go back into the archives and, and look up open book management. And uh, Mark has written numerous articles on that. He has talked about it uh, ad nauseum to anyone. That that will listen. And um, he's certainly a huge proponent of it. And if you've always thought about it, but have never implemented it and are looking for a, a way and a means to do that, uh, Mark Zweig and Chad Kleinen's Jamie Claire Kaiser will certainly, uh, and the rest of the team here at Zweig Group, will certainly give you some um, some benchmark uh, information and data to work with and also show you some ways to implement that. So uh, we, are, we are always here to help uh, you uh to be more successful so anything that we can do as far as that's concerned it, it's it certainly is uh on you know available
2: it's so. one of the most important things you can do and it doesn't cost you anything right i don't know why people don't do it yeah it yeah really helps build that trust
0: and you have a lot a ton of examples of firms that have done it and have just seen a tr- total transformation in the in the in the workplace
2: well it, it you're training your next tier of, of managers along
0: the way by yeah. doing it yeah it's so funny I was recently at a firm where we talked about it and I know that the firm ideally they want to do it and all the employees are so certainly open to it but it seems so foreign to them because you know everywhere they've been they've never had that kind of experience everything is kept close to the vest and nobody really knows what's going on I just don't think that's a healthy environment and you can argue with me all you want about that um uh you know but I I, with you. well I know you wouldn't but I mean people listening to this might say oh I don't really agree with that and that's fine um different strokes for different folks. I just think that over time, you're going to data. I mean, the democratization of data is here everybody has information. And if you choose not to share information in a period and a time when everybody has access to so much information, it kind of leaves people wondering what's, what's really going on.
2: Yeah. Or misinformation or misinformation. Right. It takes takes the place of a
0: lack of information. Or is that fake news? Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) There's a lot
2: of misinformation. Right,
0: right, right. Exactly. um, all right, well, it, the last thing that you mentioned about this and, and this is something that I know is really big for you and I know we've we've dealt with this in the past, but you you say don't talk about other employees, past or present. Um want want to elaborate on that you know, because I know that's something that some pe- some firms need to hear.
2: It is. It's very tempting to do and I can't say I've always followed my own advice. <laughs> in this regard you've gotten Um, better you've improved over time i am i'm I'm getting better over time you know eventually even an old dog learns learns um, some
0: new new tricks tricks, yeah
2: but uh it, it just doesn't do any good it makes people feel bad yeah and it makes them feel like gee you're saying things about them right and i think a lot of companies for whatever reason when anybody leaves they 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 tend to vilify them It's like, well, they left, you know, it was good. They left, you know, we didn't like them anyway. They were bad, blah, 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 blah. And I think that's a very unhealthy climate to create. It is. Um, It's just don't vilify, be friends with everybody. Maybe you'll want to rehire them in the future. Um, It's just unnecessary. I think too, it, it makes it more difficult to get rid of people who aren't cutting the mustard. Because if it's just simply a matter of, they're good people, but they don't work on the team. Um, maybe then it's easier for you to make adjustments to the team instead of they're terrible people and we need to execute them. Right. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it, 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 it's it, it, tough.
2: You're it, not giving them a death sentence. Right. Um, right. Just didn't, this situation didn't work out at this point in time. Yeah. And uh, so that may make it easier for management to do what it needs to do. Yeah. And feel better and try to help that person and everybody can come out better in the end.
0: Yeah. And
2: yeah. Uh, I just think employees don't like it when they see you talk trash talking.
0: All right. Exactly, people. it doesn't work, and and I know, I, I mean, I've experienced it. I've had, I've been on the chopping block. I've had to put other people on the chopping block, yeah. uh, both past and present. So it, it's never fun, and and certainly you you don't want to sit around. I mean, who has time to sit around and gossip about somebody that used to work here? I mean, to me, that's just idle chit chat that that's wasted yeah. when you could be talking about well, what, what are we doing next? What's mm-hmm. the next step? Because your goal and your focus should really be on the people that are in front of you, not the in people the that yeah. Not the yep. people that, that, that came through the door that are no longer there. It, you know, Bless it, them and let them move on to whatever else they're going to exactly. do. And you focus on what you need to focus on. Be, so.
2: po- be positive. Be helpful. Stay friends. Yeah. Who knows when that's going to come back to, to benefit you.
0: Listen, you I know? tell people all the time. A, you never say never, and you don't burn bridges. I mean, no. you just, you have it's to, you know, make a decision to treat people right.
2: I, in my other business, I've got some people who've worked for me on three separate occasions. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, why try, you know, sometimes the timing's not right. You don't have the right work for their skill set. Yep. yep. That's the way it
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, or, or they, they could be going through something personally.
2: Exactly. It's just which has nothing say. to do with you. <laughs> yeah, and they just get all worked up, <laughs>
0: right, and, right?
2: And and think they got to do something different. And they find out the grass isn't greener on the other side. I mean, exactly. there's a million different things that can
0: happen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So, well, there you have it, folks. There are several quality ways to build trust with your employees. Obviously, you want to get to know folks. You want to include them in the business planning process. Uh, As Mark mentioned, um, you also want to uh, share that business plan with them, figure out ways to keep them informed of the financial condition of the business. And if you want to employ some type of um, open book management Um, process. You you can do that as well. You don't want to also talk negatively about past employees or or current employees, obviously, for that matter. That should be a no-brainer. But just as a reminder, we should never talk negative about the people that you currently have on your team. And um, certainly, you want to be positive about the situation. But people will respect you from a leadership position if you're constantly uh, looking after their best interests. And that is simply... Those are simply some of the best ways that you can build trust with your employees, especially in the design industry. And as we said before, um, listen, it's really tough finding good people. And if you you want to find and keep good people, you have to treat them right. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell, Mark. Um, I don't know if you have any final thoughts on that, that subject that you wanted to close out with.
2: No, I just uh, I think, again, that it's important to realize that no one's going to trust you if you don't. Uh, if they don't know you, if they don't know you, you've got to share yourself with people and you've got to learn about them. Yeah. You've got to ask a lot of questions. You've got to show a lot of interest Yeah, because people won't always seek you out if you're the boss. Yeah. That's there, true. Some of them are afraid of you.
0: Yeah, you know, I was just, I was just you know? telling, I was just telling um, uh, Chad that. Yeah, Chad Kleinen's our, our president and CEO. That yesterday, I said, you know, sometimes I think sometimes people are, and I wasn't speak, speci- speaking specifically of him, but sometimes if you go by a leader's office and they have their head down and they're not looking up, and you think, oh, I'm afraid I don't want to go bother them because exactly. they're never going to talk to me, and it's like yep. you should talk to them, and 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 a good leader should be able to look up from their desk from time to time and just say, Hey, yeah, come on in. Let's talk, you know, right. and let's, let's chat. Because if you act as if you're always too busy and you don't have time for them, they're never going to come to you when, when, right. when the, you know, what's about to hit the fan.
2: Right. And then they're not going to trust you.
0: And then they're not going to trust you. And and I know I love this theme and I, you know, I, we've talked about it a lot in some of our Z learning courses, which you and I have been recording recently, but just this whole idea of no, like, and trust. Yep, it works. I mean it's, it it is it it really does work. We may have to do a complete episode on that because it, there's just something about that if if people know you, if they like you, they'll trust you and and trust me in this industry, no pun intended, You need trust in order to to put your best product out there, to put your best service out there. You need people that you can trust that are going to go into meetings with clients and stakeholders and represent your organization properly. You need to create that type of of, uh, operation where everybody's bought in and everybody understands and trusts you as a leader and that you trust them as individuals that are going to see the company company mission uh, come to pass. So I certainly want to encourage you to take that for what it's worth and yep. uh and definitely try to make that happen. Listen, folks, I have a special gift for you. If you haven't already heard, the Zweig Letter Digital Edition is free. That's right. You've heard it right here. F-R-E-E. Just go to ZweigGroup.com, click on the Zweig Letter uh, icon at the top of the page, and uh, that will take you to a simple sign-up sheet where all you have to do is put your email address in there. We don't need your blood type. We don't need your phone number. We don't need anything but your email address, and you'll start getting every Monday morning, fresh off the presses, a digital subscription to the Zweig letter. Uh, The Zweig letter has run continuously since 1992. And I personally think, and although I'm biased because I work here, it is the best 12-page newsletter for the design industry that you're going to find. It's chock full of information. Mark Zweig writes a regular article, one of which we talk about on this podcast on a regular basis. Richard Massey is the managing editor. Christy Zweig, myself, Chad Kleinen, Jamie Claire Kaiser, Will Swearengen, Everybody that you can think of that's here, that's a subject matter expert that's, that's out here doing the work on a daily basis writes for this newsletter. And on top of that, I mean, we have people like Ed Friedrichs and George Cristadulo and so many other leaders and, and, and individuals that have been around this industry for years and have seen every, you know, um, uh, permutation of how this industry has operated, they write for the white letter. So I really want to encourage you, get your copy now. It is free. You don't have to get a physical copy of it. You can get a digital copy and have it sent to your email inbox Every Monday morning, we promise not to spam you with a whole bunch of other stuff. We just want to put this Wyck letter in your hands. It runs about forty-eight weeks a year. We take a couple of weeks off during the during the summer, but um, but yeah, it's it's an amazing um resource to have, and we certainly want to encourage you. And we appreciate you, our listening audience here on this Wyck letter podcast. And so that's just our gift to you. Secondly. I just want to encourage you, subscribe to the Zweig Letter Podcast. If this is your first time listening to this, I want you to subscribe now. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Um, Spotify, uh, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, you can subscribe to the Zwei Glitter Podcast. And if you can't find it somewhere uh, through a resource that you prefer to use for your podcast, let us know. and We'll make sure we get it posted there. Uh, but it's certainly easy to do, and you can easily download uh, and go online to our website at Group.com to look at past uh, episodes of the Zwei Glitter Podcast. You can listen to them. We have over 100 episodes now. And so So we'd really appreciate it if you'd become a normal fixture of our listening audience. Also, when you get a chance, if you listen to the podcast, we'd love a review. Let us know what you think. We'd love a five-star review. Give us a heads up on what your feedback is on the podcast and how uh, it has impacted you one way or the other. And um, we'd love to hear from you and just get your thoughts. So thank you so much for listening to this White Letter podcast. And uh, Mark and I really appreciate you guys. And just remember... We exist to make you, all of you listening to this, more successful. Let us know if we can ever help in any way, shape, or form. All our contact information is at the bottom of the show notes. You can also reach us at Zweiggroup.com. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. Bye for now.
1: Thanks for tuning in to this Zweigletter podcast episode. If you want more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about m and strategic planning, HR, and marketing your firm. Subscribe now to the digital version of The Zweigletter, free of charge. Just visit thezweigletter.com slash subscribe and leave your email address. Your free subscription will begin immediately.